This is episode twenty-eight. It's called "On Thin Ice, Learning to Skate." Hey, everyone! It's a very bright life. It sure is. Your life is so bright. I gotta wear shades. We are so happy that you're here with us. Let's do this thing. I started recording this episode, and I realized that I was whispering, <laughs> and I hate whispering. I cannot stand ASMR of any kind. It is so irritating. But my husband is taking a nap because he's ninety, and apparently he needs to nap when he gets home from work every day. I just napping is very, very healthy. So I was trying to be respectful and, and talk quietly, but、um, I can't do the whisper. So I'm just going to talk in this voice. So、um, yes, today's episode is called "On Thin Ice: Teaching Kids with Disabilities to Skate," and it was inspired by an email that I got yesterday that was、uh, reminding me that it's time to register Avery for skating. So I skimmed the message and then I promptly turned off my computer because I love skating and I love my daughter, but I don't love skating with my daughter. There's a story and a full explanation coming in a sec. But when I was trying to think about what this topic would be about this week, because honestly, I think I've I've kind of run out of ideas. My brain is just my brain is very tired, probably because I don't know how to nap. <laughs> anyway, this skating reminder email came in at just the perfect time because it occurred to me that this might make a funny, if not interesting, subject for today. So today's topic is all about the joys and the challenges. Of ice skating, and by the way, if you're looking for resources for accessible activity suggestions, please feel free to peruse the A Very Bright Life resource page on our website, and I will linky dink it in today's show notes. And even if these activities, which are predominantly Ontario based, although there are some that are Canada wide, plus lots of online internationally accessible programming and resources, there just might be some activity suggestions that you may not have thought of or even considered. To be that would be should be could be accessible, and they are. So, anywho, back to the topic of the day: swimming, riding a bike, ice skating. These are all things that we usually try to teach our kids at some point, right? But they are not easy skills. They are not easy peasy lemon squeezy. They are what's the expression? Stressed, depressed lemon zest. <laughs> They definitely require a lot of practice, and for kids with disabilities, these activities can sometimes feel almost impossible.、Um, but you know what? After nearly 14 years of swimming lessons with Avery, with very little success,、um, Avery finally mastered the front crawl this summer, and it was epic. And、uh, we didn't exactly have the same success with、um, bike riding. We tried to master the two-wheeler bike. Pretty much every summer, but we finally this year just decided to take a break, and instead we invested in one of those adult three wheelers for Avery. It just seemed like the best solution because she can still ride and enjoy a wheeled trip around the neighborhood, but without the frustration hers and ours. And、uh, I was going to say in a safer way, but FYI, three wheelers are hella tippy, and we learned that the hard way. Just ask Avery's bottom lip. Ouch! And、uh, as for skating, what can I say about that? My back hurts just thinking about it. However, Avery was just 
absolutely desperate to learn to skate. I don't understand her fascination, but I think she may have saw it on it. She may have sawed it on a TV show and she just took a liking to it. So we have been trying for years and boy, was it ever trying. Um, when I told my husband I had registered Avery for yet another season of learn to skate class, he was like, oh, seriously, it's not like skating is a vital life skill, like swimming or something. So why bother? <sighs> valid, valid point. Skating is not an essential skill, but the heart wants what the heart wants. So even if the heart's mother can't stand being cold, like what, what are you going to do? So we didn't skate last year because of COVID. Some might say that's a silver lining of COVID. I won't say that because that's not very nice. Um, and I'm still undecided as to whether we're going to sign up this year. But uh, in the meantime, here's a little icy history. So the year before last, Erin Oak Kids, which is a disability family support service in our area, was offering this family skate program at a rink near us. So I signed us up. Us. As in, I had to be on the ice with her the entire time. Ugh. There were some wonderful therapists, though, volunteering on the ice to help. But this was not one of those mama sits in the stands with a nice hot chocolate in her toasty Uggs, watching skating and posting cute pictures to Instagram kind of lesson. No, this was a designated block of time, a freezing cold ice block of time for families with kids with disabilities to have fun <laughs> learning to skate. So much fun. Only three lessons in, and Avery started to get frustrated. Mind you, not frustrated enough to give it up. And yeah, this girl was determined to free herself from that metal frame thing, you know, the one that you hold on to, and the thing that was basically the only thing between her and her bruised bum, or worse. So I was getting frustrated too, and um, I was equally freezing and sweaty you know, and I just had to keep reminding myself every five seconds that, um, though she is really strong, like physically strong, her core is very weak, um, which is due to hypotonia, which is a decreased muscle tone. And, and that's part of her syndrome. And although it's greatly improved with age, mind you, like Avery was a very floppy baby. She couldn't sit up, she couldn't crawl, but then, a decade later with physical therapy and lots of determination, she is no longer floppy. I mean, if you saw her six pack uh, abs, you'd be shocked. Nevertheless, uh, the simple movements and that steady posture that you need for skating, that's you know fairly easy for you and I, they require immense strength for her. And I needed to remember this as she was arching her back and struggling to simply to stand up on the ice. And even when she was holding onto the metal frame and I was supporting her from behind, her legs were just slip sliding every which way. And I'd be like, okay, spaghetti legs, let's focus. You can do this. And she'd say, mom, I've got this. I can skate by myself. Just let me go. And oh, how I would have loved to have been able to just let her go, but I couldn't because the second I did, she would just fall. And because of her very high pain threshold, which is also part of what makes Avery unique, the risk of injury is is really high. And so I'd, I'd hang on to her and she'd protest. And then I'd tell her she had to use the metal stand, you know, safety first and all that. So until she could consistently find her balance, I just felt like the bad guy. One night after a particularly difficult hour on the ice, 
We left the rink frigid and frustrated. My husband's new nickname for me. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, and as I drove, Avery said from the back seat, Mom, are you mad at me? I'm sorry I didn't listen. I don't want to do skating anymore. And I felt like such a monster whose patience and sense of humor were buried deep, deep, deep under long johns and several layers of outerwear. So I turned down the radio so she could hear me clearly when I said, no, I am not mad at you. I am never mad at you. And I'm so sorry that skating is tricky, but it's hard for everyone, even mommy. I'm an adult and I still fall down sometimes. It just takes lots and lots of practice. So we'll keep trying, okay? We are going to get this. And I know we will eventually. So, I mean, at one point, we didn't believe Avery would ever be able to sit up on her own. And then she did. And we never imagined that she would stand. And then she did. And then when she eventually walked across the room on her own, oh, we cheered and we clapped and we yelled and we cried. So just because it's especially hard right now and it seems impossible, like seriously impossible, you have no idea. It doesn't mean that it won't happen one day if we just keep trying. So I guess I just answered my own question. I should sign her up for another season of skating, right? Should I? (laughs) My back started to ache just saying that, but I'll keep you posted. Plus COVID, I'm not sure what to do about that. Like in-person activities at this point, uh, are they okay? Are they cool? How is this the world even? Like seriously. Anyway, to continue the subject of skating, I do have a funny story about my son on skates that I'm going to leave you with, and it cracks me up every time I think about it. Okay, so I guess we wanted our kids to learn to skate because, I mean, can you even call yourself Canadian if you can't glide on blade boots? So for several years, we constructed one of those backyard ice skating rinks, and sadly, That ended after what will forever be known as the Great Thaw and Neighbor Yard Flood of 2012. (laughs) That's a story in itself, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into that. Let's just say those neighbors are not our biggest fans. Okay. So moving on, um, our son, Avery's big brother, Sebastian totally enjoyed the rink while it lasted, but mostly on his knees. Um, like he skated and played hockey on his knees, which will make perfect sense as this story unfolds. So my husband, he didn't skate as a child. He taught himself to skate like just about a decade ago. And uh, although he won't win any medals, he's pretty decent considering he learned to to skate so late in the game. And uh, yeah, following suit, Avery's brother never really excelled much on the ice either. But it wasn't from a lack of trying because we signed him up for lessons when he was like four years old. And I remember his first time out, his dad and grandparents were like all excited and they were up in the stands watching Sebastian out on the ice for the first time. And my husband scanned, who's scanning, looking for his little skater boy amid the throngs of, of gracefully gliding children. And then he picked me out amongst the parent skaters. And then he spotted Sebastian lying outstretched on the ice, a foot from my toe pick. And uh, yeah, he was, let's just say he was a reluctant skater whose preferred method of ice mobility was the log roll. But eventually, with Timbit bribes and his own grit, he made made some progress. He was at least up on his feet, and he tried his best, but ultimately he traded in his skates for basketball shoes. Fair enough. So several years later, Avery was aware of his aversion to skating, and 
I was surprised when he accepted her invitation to join her at Siblings Day at her Learn to Skate program. But ever the supportive older brother, he didn't want to disappoint her. So he borrowed his dad's skates and this big (laughs) pumpkin-sized, rather glaring white helmet. And he stepped cautiously out onto the ice with his sister. It was so sweet. His skills were pretty shaky, but he eventually managed to shuffle around the rink on his own, and his sister's cries of encouragement rang out across the ice, and I was kind of standing there leaning against the boards, basically resting my back, because bending down to support spaghetti legs is exhausting, and I watched my six-foot-two son slowly looping around the rink, gliding way outside his comfort zone, and the hour quickly came to an end, and not that quickly, but quickly enough, and We were all sitting together on the bench and we were unlacing our skates and one of the program volunteers approached us and she leaned in towards Sebastian with this broad smile and she patted him on the knee and she said very sweetly, wow, you were very good out there. Great job, Sebastian, as she read his name on the name tag that was stuck to the center of his giant helmet. And then she's like, I sure hope we'll see you again. And um, then she went off to help the other skaters off with their skates. (laughs) And then Sebastian turns and he looks up at me and he's like, "Uh, I think she thinks I'm in the program, he said. (laughs) And if you'd been there, you probably would have assumed the same thing. Um, Nothing wrong with that. And uh, (laughs) oh my God, I laughed probably all the way home. That was hilarious to me. Anyway. He may not have been enrolled in the adaptive skating program, but he has been an active part of the disabled community since the beginning as a volunteer, as a role model, as a friend, an advocate, and just the best big brother. And um, yeah, so Avery and Sebastian haven't skated together since that day, not because of that, but because of time and then COVID and all of that. But he promised his sister that he would skate with her again when it's safe. So maybe this year is our year. Maybe we'll go ahead and flood our yard again. I mean, why not? Although with global warming, I'm not convinced that it will freeze and I would really rather not flood our neighbor's yard again. But anyway, we will see. Anyway, thank you for listening to this week's episode. And a reminder again to just go, uh, if you have a minute, to check out the resource page on the A Very Bright Life website and hopefully... You'll be inspired by some of the programs there. And if you have any suggestions for resources or programs that you think are worth checking out, please just send me a DM and I can add the link to our resource page and just, you know, make it a hub of good, of good feelings. What? I don't know what the hell that means. Uh, Anyway, if you have a topic, suggestions, anything you'd like to hear about from us, if you'd like some ASMR, maybe... That won't be here. You'll never find that here. Okay. So uh, here's Avery with this week's joke. Why should you never skate on a duck pond? Hmm. Why should you never skate on a duck pond? Because the ice might quack. (laughs) Thanks for listening. 
Your support means so much to us. So thank you so much for sharing the podcast and for leaving us comments and reviews. We really appreciate it. We are just thrilled to see this bright, beautiful community growing in this way. And if you know somebody who you think might enjoy this podcast, perhaps a disability family or just somebody who likes to chat, please send them our way. And if you'd like to leave us a comment or if you have questions or topic suggestions, you can leave us a comment on our podcast page on our website, which is linked in the show notes. Or if you want to get super fancy, you can leave us an audio message on the Anchor app. I know, it's super cool. Okay, thanks again for listening and we will talk to you soon.